and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we're going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's episode. As you know, Christmas is coming. Calm down, Tara. It's (laughs) exciting but it's also scary. Uh, Tara already has everything ready and I think she's already sitting waiting for her guests to arrive in a couple of weeks time, um, all completely prepared. But a lot of us are not prepared. And we have got, um, last year we did quite a big series of Christmas episodes. So if you want a little bit of Christmas know-how and how to have an uncluttered Christmas, go back and listen to all of those episodes because I think they will be helpful. And because we've got all of those episodes, we aren't going to rehash them again, but we definitely wanted to do another one for you just in the lead up to Christmas, just so that Tara gets to talk about Christmas. I did just say to Beck, I'm so sad that I have to wait a whole another year after today to record another Christmas episode. <laughs> it's definitely my favourite topic. Oh, whenever you feel sad, we can just record one for no reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Maybe we should do a Christmas in July episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so essentially today we are going to give you a general overview on how to handle the next two weeks, the week leading up to Christmas and also the week after Christmas, just so that you don't feel overwhelmed, overstressed, and so that you can get as much joy and happiness out of the festive season as you probably should, um, yeah. or as would be ideal if we didn't all feel so, you know, bogged down in all the the clutter and the stress. And if you haven't, if you're not organised by now, then it's a bit too late to do it properly. I'm doing that in with air quotes. Uh, and you can always make some resolutions to be a bit more organised next year. But even if you haven't, uh, we'll give you some tips just to help out for the next couple of weeks. And and then next year, you can maybe start a little bit earlier. That's it. So my first tip that I want to talk about is the idea of giving before you get. And it is definitely, if you're listening to this the week before Christmas, even possibly the day before Christmas, it is not too late to get this done. Um, we do this in my house before birthdays and before Christmases. And I think it's so essential, especially if you've got kids, because you know in a couple of days those doors will be open and all the toys will be marching on in and you're just going to have more stuff than you already have. So to let some of mm-hmm. that stuff go, and Christmas is a really good trigger, I think, Um to get some of that stuff moving back out of the house. So get your kids to have a look at the stuff that they have, um, see if they can find some things to donate. Christmas is a really nice time as well because everyone is talking about giving and you can Mm. have the conversation with your kids about people less fortunate, people that might not be getting Christmas gifts this year and get them to to have a look at some of the things that they don't really love or use anymore uh, if they've got duplicates, that kind of thing to let go. Yep, it's a great idea. And even if you practice a, a sort of a low clutter Christmas, stuff's still going to come in, even if it's just a little bit. So it's a great way to prepare yourself for that. Yeah. And I feel like it's a really, if you have children, especially, or possibly partners that are resistant to decluttering and letting go, Christmas is a really nice time to do it. Because a lot of the time people are feeling you know, festive and happy. You spend more time in the home unless you're, you know, traveling for Christmas. You generally spend more time in the home than you do at other times of the year, have, you know, a few more days off. Mm. Um, 
And people generally, because they know that new things are about to enter their life, uh, are, are more likely to part with good grace, I guess, with yeah, some elegance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> less likely to, you know, clutch onto those items, white knuckle. Um, well, and they can be bribed. I mean, I remember telling my kids that Santa didn't like delivering toys to full houses and if there was no room in your bedroom then you would probably get less which is probably a bit mean I love that <laughs> but it, I'm gonna but type that script up word for word and put it in the show notes so if you would like to bribe your children like Beck does um, you can use the exact same word she uses <laughs> that's gold <laughs> oh dear Another thing that you can do this Christmas to avoid overspending or overstressing would be to think about the idea of swapping with friends or with family instead of buying new. It's not too late to ask. So things like Christmas jumpers, not something that we do a lot of here in Australia, but I know (laughs) we're in our bathers normally. Yeah, (laughs) in the Northern Hemisphere, it's a much bigger deal. But, you know, quite often there's a you know, ugly Christmas jumper party that you go to. And so many mm. people will buy a new Christmas jumper every year, not thinking that, you know, no one remembers your Christmas jumper from last year. But if you're determined to not wear the same one, ask a friend in the same size if you can swap your jumpers this year so you get to wear a different one, but you don't have to buy a new one every year. The same thing for, you know, fancy dresses or gowns and stuff that you might wear to Christmas parties, cocktail dresses for your Christmas functions. We, I think because our heads get so full of everything that has to be done at Christmas, the easy solution is just to race out, buy something new. We got something for that party. Um, yeah. But if you just ask a friend um, and say, look, I've got a cocktail party. I don't want to wear the same thing I wore to last year's cocktail party. Can you, can you just bring your options over? I'll just, and I'll yeah. give you some of mine to wear to your work function or whatever it is. Just think about swapping because there's a whole lot less money you need to spend. And a whole less, less clutter in your wardrobe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This one I have not done, but I do like the idea of, which is swapping home decor with friends because a lot of people love decorating their houses, you know, might have, you know, a pink and silver or a gold and red themed Christmas tree and things like that. And other than those really sentimental family ornaments, rather than buying a whole new set for a different theme in your house this year or a different theme on your tree, uh, you could ask some close family or some close friends if they would want to swap decor. So you can, instead of buying a whole new set to change it up for the year, just ask someone that you trust with your things and whose things you like that you would be happy to swap with if they want to have a swap. Or maybe it's only a swap of a few items. Maybe it's a swap it's a of great your idea. front door wreath or that kind of thing so that you can still get that new, exciting, festive feel but without all the outlay. Yeah. Can you think of any other things you could swap, Beck? Food. So mm. if someone makes a Christmas cake and someone else makes some chocolates or something like that. So that could be, you know, if you've got friends that are really good at making things that you're not so great at but you would really like to eat <laughs> uh, and vice versa, then that could be something you could swap as well. Yeah, making those large, like large batches of things because um, we all, well, no, we don't all. Many of us keep will keep, you know, like I know I keep large quantities of uh, gingerbread and biscuits and stuff like that for, you know, people that drop around for drinks and all the little mm. things that happen. 
so, you know, I could quite happily use that idea and say to one of my friends, I will make, you know, gingerbread for all the masses and then I'll give you half of my stack. I've got a friend who is brilliant at making fudge and say, right, you do the fudge or the truffles or whatever, do a double batch and give me half and we'll swap. And then you've got gingerbread and fudge, I've got gingerbread and fudge, everyone's happy, but you've only had to do one thing. So I think we could get a lot smarter about the way we share at Christmas time just to make it easier for ourselves. Definitely. And also I don't cook much, so getting all of those. (laughs) I might swap something else like (laughs) I like. Maybe I'll just pay my friends to give me food. Maybe that, work. <laughs> that works. Um, I'm sure you could you could work out a barter system. You could say every time people come around for a swim in the pool, which you'll have lots of oh. hot days this summer, please bring a plate of food that I can put in my pantry <laughs> to serve on Christmas Day. <laughs> that would totally work. That's the entry to the entry to the pool. Yeah, perfect. I love mm. it. Um, and don't forget about swapping recipes as well with friends. If you've got things that are really, especially mm. the ones that are really easy to whip up, um, you know, people drop in unannounced and you can throw your, you know, three ingredient hummus recipe together or whatever. If there are good things like that, make sure you either put them on social media to tell everyone about it or share them with your friends so that, you know, we can all find it a bit easier this this Christmas. Right. What else can we do then, Beck? Sure. Um I remember you talking about smelly prawn shells in our last lot of podcasts about Christmas. So rubbish and recycling, planning ahead is something that's probably wise to do, especially uh, I don't know how the rubbish works in other places, but in Australia for, for quite a lot of us, our recycling bins get picked up um, fortnightly. Um, which is every two weeks instead of every week. And if you don't plan it correctly, you can end up with a really large amount of overflow (laughs) of your recycling Mm. leading up to bin day uh, after Christmas. And you get all those rogue people that run up and down the streets (laughs) trying to look for, you know, once all the bins have gone out, looking for space in everyone else's bins to see if they can put their all the cardboard or the Wine the bottles, paper, the wine bottles, yeah, yeah, the beer cans, yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this before Christmas, get get your game plan set for your rubbish and your recycling. It might mean that you make a visit to the tip or a visit to your recycling center um, before Christmas to get rid of all your existing, you know, cardboard and that kind of stuff, the stuff that you've got out or the stuff you've used in the lead up to Christmas so that you've got an empty bin then for the next week or two. And because sometimes depending when the holidays fall, your bin days can be put back a bit as well. So, Mm. you know, there can be some real struggles around that as well. The other thing about bins and recycling is try and trash it or recycle it kind of as you go rather than letting things pile up. You know, sometimes you end up with that big pile of just wrapping paper in the corner and it just sits there for a few <laughs> days and it's like, and then the wine bottles that it can't be bothered walking them out to the recycling bin and so you just line them up on the laundry counter or what, you know, like, yeah. and then it just becomes a bigger job to do. So if you can do the, do the little task bit by bit, once presents are unwrapped, shrink down that paper or stuff the paper into the recycling bin, take your bottles out bit by bit, you know, try and condense it into little tasks and keep on top of it. That way you're not going to 
wake up on Boxing Day and look around and the whole place is just <laughs> job after job after job. Which I ignore until the day after Boxing Day anyway. <laughs> yeah. And if you can cope with that, great. But yeah. Yeah. But some of us like you, you it's yeah. not gonna you're not gonna have a, an enjoyable day. And I find I get really torn about just being in the moment and loving it, but then I can also think uh, I'm in the moment loving it, thinking about how much I'm not going to love the moment tomorrow when everyone else is sleeping and I'm walking around doing 20 trips to the recycling bin. Yeah, which means you're not actually loving the moment, so you may <laughs> as well exactly do what right. you need to do so that you, yeah, so that you're comfortable. Yeah, and that's the thing. Every you just do what you do what you're comfortable with and what's going to make the today you comfortable um, without inconvenience the tomorrow you too much. That's it. Perfectly said. One thing I really wanted to talk about as a way of dealing with Christmas clutter, and this is probably more mental clutter, is use this year's Christmas as an opportunity to plant the seed for future year's Christmases. If you're not happy with how it feels, you know, a lot of people get to Christmas or the day before Christmas and think, oh, I hate the way we always have the big hot lunch in Australia because it's always 40 degrees and... (laughs) everyone's sweating into their lunches or I hate the way my family always spends so much on gifts when we'd rather I'd rather just have a holiday together or you know people wait till Christmas and then grumble about the way it is Um, Mm. and by then it's too late to change anything so you know notice how you feel this Christmas and if there are things that you aren't loving about Christmas use this opportunity to plant the seed for future Christmases. So maybe, you know, while you're sitting around the table, have a discussion about, you know, like today's been great. You know, I was thinking maybe next year, what if we set a dollar limit on gifts and put more towards, I don't know, the food? Or what if we do a Kris Kringle so we all buy just for one person next year? What if next year, instead of having the big hot lunch, what if we do a cold lunch? Or what if we go out for lunch and have that discussion Mm. at Christmas or on Boxing Day or in the moment now because if you leave it to the 15th of December next year to have that discussion, it's too late. People have already planned, people are set Mm. and people are way less likely to make a change or alter their plans then. So start really early and plant the seed and then maybe you can bring it up again in March or April or August next year and say remember how we talked about doing that limit on presents next year yeah we all still on board with that great this is what I was thinking you know and then it's not a new a new concept right before Christmas another thing that is worth doing as well if you want to introduce a new idea is to not necessarily talk about doing something new as the new way of doing things or let's just change the way we're doing things one of the things that I recommend people do is when they're trying to convince somebody to perhaps think about or consider making a change is to call it an experiment or for it to actually be an experiment and and instead of sort of saying I never want hot meals again so everyone like we're doing we're doing cold meals it's more you'd be better off saying something like hey I've been thinking and a couple of people have also mentioned to me about how hot the house gets when we run the ovens um and what I would really like to do is have a cold meats and salad lunch and maybe we could experiment with that next year see how we like it and then if we didn't like it we can 
you know, change back again, but at least we give it a shot. So that means that people aren't feeling like they're being railroaded into changing something permanently and they're much more likely to get on board and give it a go at least. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does, it does, you know, but at least it's it's something that you can try try on for size. I've read a really interesting article and I'll pop a link to it in the show notes and it's about Christmas decorations and baby boomers versus millennials and it was so interesting because millennials as most of us know are a lot more minimalist than their parents and you know kind of have that yeah yeah, definitely their grandparents um definitely have that lifestyle where they want to own less because they want to be more mobile they want to be able to you know clean easily live in smaller places have more available cash for travel or experiences, that kind of thing. And this article was saying that the baby boomer generation are more likely to have all the Christmas nostalgia, all you know, the trees, all the garlands, the decorations, all the, you know, family heirlooms and trinkets and all, you know, all the Christmas stuff. They have it all. And that millennials, whilst they don't want to own any of that stuff, still love going home to their parents and having the full traditional Christmas with all the decorations and all of that. And it, uh, this article is talking about how baby boomers who are getting to the age now where they quite often want to start downsizing or just want to have less stuff in storage all year that comes out, you know, for a few weeks and then goes away again. But that millennials are kind of trying to push back a bit because millennials don't want to own any of it, don't want to store any mm. of it, certainly don't want to pay for it, any of it but they still want to be able to come home and get that full nostalgic feeling and see the pasta decorations that they made when they were in primary school that yeah. still hang on the tree, but they just don't want responsibility for keeping any of them all. And so I thought I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Maybe as they move through their life cycle, they might change that slightly. Often it's an age thing as well rather than a generation thing mm. and people might start to be a bit more focused on owning those things when they have families and they're settled. If they do that, if they don't do that, they might not. So it could be a bit of an a bit of an age thing or a station in life thing rather than a generation thing too. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So on the day. Yeah, on Christmas Day, one way I avoid feeling overwhelmed with food specifically is I send people home with food. I pack people doggy bags <laughs> and I send them home because although I love it all, there is always way way too much food and there is too much leftovers for us to keep and be able to consume all of without it spoiling. Mm. And then that is what causes me stress a couple of days later when I'm like, okay, something's stinking up the fridge. Oh, yeah, it's that salad that... I loved, which I thought I'd get to, but we just didn't, you know, end up getting mm. to that on Boxing Day or whatever, and now it's gross. And or like all the chocolates and all the cookies and the ice cream cake and all, you know, all the other bits and pieces and pudding and shortbread. And, and like yeah. it's really easy as the host to, you know, everyone brings stuff and then everyone goes home at the end of the day. It's really <laughs> easy as a host to just like put it all in pots, put it all in the fridge but then, yeah, personally, it causes me a bit of distress when I end up chucking out a whole lot of wasted food at the end. So now I'm I'm savvy and go, right, I'm sending you home with food. What would you like? Mm. What do you think you can eat in the next week? The shortbread, great, take it, 
drop the bowl back to me <laughs> in a month yeah. or whatever it is. Like don't don't be stingy about it. Send people because it's much better yeah. if someone eats it than it gets chucked out. For sure. And we, we've we've made that we've made the mistake of being too ambitious. Where there's this massive, there's still like a kilo and a half of ham left. And we're like, oh, well, we'll just chop it up and we'll freeze it. And then, you know, nine months later we find it in the freeze and we're like, oh, well, it's probably not very good now. <laughs> and we're just, we've done that. We've been a bit ambitious and thinking, yeah, we'll, we'll eat it, we'll eat it. And the truth is you don't always. Um, there are some things that get eaten in my house, the pav and the chocolate always get eaten. The potato salad always gets eaten. But other things, the ham, the ham hangs around for way too long. Yeah, and, like, the biggest tragedy is that it doesn't get eaten at all. So yeah, exactly. just don't let your eyes be, be realistic. bigger mm. than your belly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, don't be greedy like, like me. I'm definitely going to be learning. I've definitely learned from the ham, the ham problem. Um, the other thing I find as well with food on the day is I don't open everything and put everything out at once. I kind of go in waves and I always try and have a couple of options that are almost like pantry options or things that I can whip up if I feel like we've eaten the nibbles that are out but lunch isn't for another three hours and that's how it works in my house like lunch happens about four p.m. (laughs) because you know we get carried away doing other stuff in the morning but if I think I need more nibbles I'll try and have backups that can be pantry options so if for some reason I'm actually running on time and we eat at two then then I don't have a, I haven't made up a whole lot of, you know, um, yeah. guacamole or like, you know, salmon and cream cheese little uh, pancakes and stuff that don't get eaten then because we were running on time and then they sit in the fridge and then they end up being thrown out. So try and, if you can, have those, definitely have those fresh options, but then try and have a, a couple of pantry mm. options as well. And use them as your like your plan B or your backup and bring them out if yep. you need them. But if you don't, then that food will still be good to eat, you know, tomorrow yeah. or next week or next month. So, And not everything has to be fancy. You can always just pull out a pack of the chips if everyone starts to get restless. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. One thing I think is really important through Christmas is to actually schedule downtime or relax time. And this is it sounds really simple, but not very many people do it. And then we all feel wound up and burnt out and ready to throttle someone by, you know, 9pm on Christmas Eve and you think we haven't even got to there yet. <laughs> so like actually put in your calendar for the next week or the next two weeks, nights off or hours off where you go and sit and you read or you have an afternoon nap or you connect with someone and have a cup of coffee or whatever it is like actually plan for some quiet time so that it's not all hustle and bustle yeah that's a great idea is that something you do uh yeah I do that anyway (laughs) I'm very much a carve out time for me person so even naturally I I will do that naturally I will just say I'm tired I'm switching off for the evening and I'll ignore whatever is on the to-do list so that I can do that, so that I can recharge. So I tend to naturally do that anyway, but in the lead up to Christmas it's it's particularly important and especially for people who overwork themselves and then are miserable over Christmas because they're so exhausted. Mm. And when you've got things like the added pressure of house guests and you feel this constant mm. pressure to be on, maybe your yeah. downtime doesn't even need to be at home. Maybe it's not just 
blocking off a night saying we're not doing anything on the 23rd because we need a night to chill. Maybe it's that you book yourself in for a pedicure and you leave the house for an hour and um, get away from everyone. Yeah. Mm. And I think as well, one thing we do in our house is we try and have some time if we're at home where all the devices are off, TVs off, phones are on silent, even just for a couple of hours because it's amazing Mm. how much noise there is in December and like don't get me wrong pretty much uh 12.01 a.m on the 1st of December I will have the Christmas tunes blaring and my my kids and my husband are so over Christmas songs by the middle of December but that's okay because I love them and there but there is noise there is always noise in our house in the lead up to Christmas because I will always have music on in the background. So sometimes we'll block out time and go by no music, no noise, no jingly bells, no nothing. I think that your family needs to block out some no Tara time. Maybe <laughs> they they do. need to send you <laughs> away. For, send you away for eight hours to yeah. give them a break in mid-December. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I think I think they're all happy because I'm so into it that they're all like, sit back and like they have to put up with the music but they're like can we do anything to help I'm like no nah, I got this I've got my Santa hat on and I'm like making my desserts and I'm so in the mood <laughs> all all December that they're like cool just give us a yell if you need anything so Christmas is pretty low-key for them in terms of output they just have to <laughs> bear with the tunes and me bouncing around the house um, that's okay that's a small price to pay surely you're just like this excitable Christmas elf. Yep, that's it. All right. Another golden rule I kind of have for Christmas generally is don't put things down, put them away. Because of that whole manic, lots going on, people visiting, guests staying, you know, so many things on the to-do list, it's really easy to just dump whatever's in your hand and run because you're out of routine um something comes in gifts come in pop it here you know mail comes in just dump it here you know this happens this happens dump 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 and then pretty soon your house feels completely cluttered overwhelming untidy so I try and always but especially around Christmas not put things down not be so off in my head thinking about the next thing to do that I forget to you know pop things away where they need to go Um, And the other thing which I try really hard to do during um, Christmas is incorporate a nightly, it's like a 10-minute kind of sweep of my house once everyone has gone to bed. And because I'm a night owl, I'm usually up later than everyone and I will just wander from room to room and anything just kind of left out, I'll pick it up and either pop it, you know, if it's something of the kids, I'll just pop it near their door or their bedrooms. But just pop the stuff away, you know, put the phone charges away, put this, you know, just to Mm. kind of keep on top of it because I find that 10 minutes of time at night just sets us up well the next morning and it kind of keeps us on top of it all rather than feeling like you're kind of losing the battle to clutter uh, through that Christmas period. Great advice. Plan some time or make some time after Christmas to make some new homes for your new belongings because... I feel like that's that's a hard bit. You've had all, all the joy, you've got your great new things and now you have to figure out where they're going to live. And if you don't make the time to find a new home and let, you know, if it affects other people as well, let everyone know where that new home is, then 
that item will be a bit of clutter that kind of bounces around from room to room for a while and use that opportunity then while you're finding a new home for things to decide if you need to let go of old ones if you've you know got a new handbag for Christmas and that's great is that going to replace your old one okay what are you going to do with the old one is it time to let that go can you donate it or are you going to mm. pop that in a cupboard where's it going to live <laughs> you know how are you going to find yeah. it yeah yeah it's really important it's I actually really take great amount of pleasure in doing that it's a bit sort of ritualistic finding homes for new things I find it really fun uh I'm it's probably weird but I don't know if everyone would find it as fun as me but but yeah you you will find that if it's difficult for you to find a home for something, then you might need to do some decluttering. And it might be, like you said, the one-in-one-out thing, or it might be that you just do a little bit of reorganise so that you can fit things in the way you want them and, and a couple of things have to go in the process. So it's definitely worth taking that time to do that. And especially like post-Christmas, especially between Christmas and New Year, people don't work much. Um, it's often a bit of a chill time. It is a good time to, to do those little jobs that if you're not a nerd like me and find it fun, it's a good time to, to get it out of the way. One thing as well, people quite often will hold on to wrapping paper and bows and gift bags and stuff from Christmas to reuse them, and I'm a big fan of that. But I would say kind of prep your storage space early so that things can go straight away. If you're holding on to those things, like we said, rather than them just laying around in the corner of the room or a pile of gift bags here and a pile of bows there and a bit of you know ribbon and string over that side you know like work out early hopefully when you're wrapping your presents where you're going to put um that stuff you're holding on to so that at the end of the day or at the end of the evening you can either pick it up and pop it away or do it the next day but that it's not laying around your house waiting for you to figure out where the heck you're going to store that this year <laughs> till next mm. christmas rolls around so try and you know just Think of those little things because having those spaces prepped, ready to go, just makes all these little tasks so much easier. And when you think little task, little task, little task, when it's easier, 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 it just ends up in a much more yeah, enjoyable and relaxing smoother. day. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, Beck, I want your input on this one. This is something I would advocate but not something I do, <laughs> which is um, putting <laughs> – or planning to put your Christmas decorations away at a manageable rate. So I've put in brackets here 10 minutes at a time over a week, for example. Ah. Um, some people feel, get really overwhelmed, I think, um, by the idea of packing all the Christmas decorations up at once. And I guess especially if you're someone that decorates your house with lights and all of that kind of stuff. And there's never that same level of joy <laughs> packing away as there is <laughs> putting up. Yeah, putting up. Yeah, you're right. It, it is overwhelming if you, if there's a lot of them. I guess I think in one of our other episodes that we did last year, we talked about whether or not we box things up or pack things up according to any particular grouping, and perhaps and I'm I am getting somewhere with this that if you have got a particular grouping that you pack it up that's how you could do your unpacking in in phases if you like so you could sort of decide all the lights come down first because they're the fire hazards <laughs> um then all the tinsel comes down a week later and then all the christmas cards come down a week after that and then all of the uh, table decorations and wall and ceiling decorations come down then the tree 
comes down last. So you could then do it in those phases because you're boxing them up based on those categories. Uh, but I, I mean, I, I prefer to do all mine at once, but it's usually, it does happen over a few days because I'll ask for help and then I'll get half help and then, you know, someone will leave and then, you know, the job won't get done properly. And so the sort of the boxes hang around for a little bit waiting for all the last bits to go in them. But for the most part, it's done over a few days. But if you've got loads, then breaking it up could definitely help with that overwhelming feeling. Yeah. And and it might be that you set a timer and you say, look, I'm going to do half an hour of packing up. And once that time is off, then I'm going to leave it to tomorrow, especially if you're uh, a person that doesn't get help with it and you feel mm. like this is just one monstrous task for you, break it up, be kind to yourself. And I think the other thing is think about your future self. So when you're putting your Christmas decorations away, ask yourself if you really want to keep all of them, if there are some that are getting old and tired, if there are unloved ones or broken ones, or ones that have been have stayed in the box for the last couple of years because you yeah, just decided gonna say you that. want to put yeah. those up yeah. yeah like get rid of them now or put them you know put them aside to donate you know once all the charity stores open back up after Christmas and things like that do yourself a favor so that next December when you're getting all this stuff out again you've only yeah. held on to the ones that you really love and that bring you value and bring you joy during the festive season for sure my last little tip for helping yourself feel kind of uncluttered and getting rid of the overwhelm of Christmas is to try and keep to some of your normal routines. So don't let the things that you usually do day by day or week by week go too far out the window because then that can help lead to feeling completely out of control or completely overwhelmed so if you exercise regularly like it's lovely to really indulge at Christmas but if you go from exercising daily to not exercising for two weeks that's just another thing you feel like you need to get back on top of so maybe you pare it down and you exercise once every three or four days and that's still a lovely rest but you don't feel like you have that massive mountain to climb again when you decide to get back into it If you read to the kids before bed, still read to them before bed during Christmas. Like try and preserve some of your little rituals and traditions um, so that you don't feel like you've completely disconnected from everyone because you've been obsessed with other stuff or that, you know, your normal routines have to be restarted and recreated in a month's time when you find your way back out of the Christmas haze. (laughs) Yeah, which is hard work. Reset your life, Yeah like still eat some veggies amongst all the pudding and turkey and all of that kind of stuff and still drink plenty of water when you're not drinking bubbles or um, yeah. eggnog Look or whatever it is. Yeah, so mm. I think kind of maintaining some of those things that help you feel like life is normal um, mm. can make you bounce back a lot quicker after Christmas because it, there is always that kind of post-Christmas lull which mm. is like, you know, reset, then the new year comes and you're thinking about New Year's resolutions and sometimes you feel like you are right at the bottom of the biggest hill of your life because you you're, you know, you might be hungover, you've like drunk one litre of water in the last week, you've, you know, haven't exercised for two weeks, you've eaten way too much, you've, you know, your house is trashed because you haven't maintained it. And like you think, oh, how am I? Your kids are going to bed at midnight every night and you think, <laughs> I can't. How will I claw myself back out of this mess? So try not to let those routines slip too far 
um, so that it's really easy to rein things back in when you want to get back to normal life. Yeah. Yeah, so they're my tips. Hopefully um, they help you to have a less cluttered Christmas. I guess the other thing we would love to say uh, is thank you to all of you for listening to us this year in 2019 it's been really wonderful um we love the community we have we hope you have enjoyed uh our show uh of course we would love you to share it with people that would be a lovely christmas gift for us for you to tell Mm -hmm. other people about us and we wish you and your families all a really safe and happy christmas yeah and so next week is christmas so there will not be an episode but if you are really pining for us or for me at least I was interviewed for the adult conversation podcast where we had a chat about Christmas so if you still want to listen up on something to do with Christmas and um, you want something to listen to in our break then check out the adult conversation podcast because there'll be one there featuring me about Christmas so as Tara said thank you very much for listening this year we really appreciate it and um, we look forward to spending some more time with you in 2020 woohoo thanks for joining us we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered if you'd like to connect with us you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.au 